the idea that shouting and taunting people is the, the the and rage is part and should be part of the political vernacular. This is this is not how we need to be speaking with each other. And yet most of Fox News makes big money teaching us the wrong way to talk to each other. There's some some of my ideas. Bob Nay with his talk media news, talkmedianews.com. Bob, welcome to the show. Amen. Thank you. Let's put some religion in this show, damn it. <laughs> well, not for me. I'll make the church crumble if I walk in it, but I've got to say amen to that. Yeah, my, my question was why I think there's reasons we're polarized in this country, uh, you know, politically, geographically. Uh, identity politics has made people argue positions as if it's them. I mean, you know, I was a comic for, you know, still am, but spent, you know, 26 years making my living solely at it. And as a performer, you know, if, if you get a bad review or the audience doesn't like you, you take it personally. That is who you are. And I think a lot of people, when there's political pushback, uh, you know, they take it very personally because they have identified with a political cause to the core of themselves. Do you find that to be true? Oh, look, I was in elected office for 24 years. I've been publicly asked to run again, by the way, by a major newspaper down home. Okay. Are you going to run? Publicly. Well, here, Howard Monroe, the news? radio show down there, is like, Bob, you know, I've done some polling, you can win. And I said, Howard, that's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> right? I'm afraid I will win. And, the, 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 you know, the Congress I knew, the government I knew, right. is it doesn't ex- it exist. It right. went somewhere. But uh-huh. I'm not going to blame just the government. Right. The people, um, something has gone wrong. Something is, it's the viciousness that I've never seen in my lifetime. It's, I mean, it's one thing to disagree, and it's one thing to be, you know, vehement about it and tough and et cetera, but the level of just name-calling, once I find out, you know, you don't agree with me, then Carl, because I start to call you names. Mm-hmm. Oh, believe that's me. that's what's happened. Essentially, that's, that's the, the uh, as you might know, that's that's the thing that has... Uh, made radio unfun for me. Although I could direct radio and not listen to some of the callers and not look at my in-mail box and cer- inbox and, and certainly not go on Facebook. But it's beyond me. I see this everywhere. And, um, you know, specifically with some Bernie supporters against Hillary, the names they are calling her, they have a reality about Hillary that doesn't exist. She is not the person they're talking about, just as Barack Obama is not the person that right-wing Republicans or most Republicans talk about. He is not a Marxist from Kenya. So, I mean, that has caused disenchantment in me, and I've seen that represented uh, by many other people. And beyond even this race, of Bernie versus Hillary or, you know, Donald Trump land. We have to learn to talk to each other the way you and I talk to each other. We have fun. You know, there's nothing wrong with a political joke here and there and and making fun of people in a lighthearted way. Um, But we're talking issues here. And and you look at so many of these radio shows, it's just shouting and invective. And, and, And now we have candidates and state legislators who are, there's one in Georgia that's praising the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, that, you know, they are misunderstood and we need to bring back the Klan. I mean, it, it, this political polarization has caused immense amount of damage to our dialogue and even the things people come up with. Oh, it's damage on a... I mean, I, I was distressed, I'm not going to tell you I'm not, about what I read about you. I mean, I really, you know, I've had this conversation with Ellen. I was very distressed over it. 
because I, I love your show. I, I love what you do. I, I'm, you know, whether I agree with you completely or not is irrelevant. You, you yep. do it the right way. And, and I am have run up against. You know, I gave an opinion the other day. And by the way, you know, I defend Bernie Sanders quite a lot. Mm-hmm. I know him personally. You know, mm-hmm. I, I gave an opinion the other day that was just on an issue. And I got people that came up and said, well, what do you know, you thief, you prison felon? I'm, so I never had right. the right, because I was in prison, to ever say anything again, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just bizarre. And, and I look at this, and this is not just an isolated case. It's, it's, and it's not just me. It's just incivility to a magnitude where people are hateful with each other, just absolutely hateful. Yep. Yep. I don't know how it stops. Yeah, and, and there actually were times in this country where uh, there was a lot of vitriol. The 1896 campaign uh, with uh, William Jennings Bryan and the Civil Rights versus William McKinley and, and the Gold People uh, was a fascinating. Actually, it's the first modern political campaign. Mark Hanna, who who was this Ohio Ohioan who made William McKinley was the first one to print buttons, get corporate contributions to campaigns. It was a nasty campaign. Some, one of the interesting political memorabilia pieces from 1896 was um, uh, a, 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 they made these tin pigs, and there was a gaping hole where the anus was. Uh, this is on the mm-hmm. Brian side. And you'd look into the pig's anus, and there would be a picture of William McKinley in there. And and the, and the thing was, I'll vote for McKinley in a pig's ass. Uh, you know, because oh it, it, it was all about, you know, they wanted silver to be more plentiful because they wanted more inflation to drive up the price of uh, farmers' crops because, you know, farmers were depressed, labor was depressed. It was the first modern campaign. And from all I've read, it was dripping with the kind of vitriol and invective we're talking about now. I think there have been times in American history where we've been nastier maybe. We didn't live in them maybe, you and me, Bob, but they were there. Now we're so polarized, and I think the Internet exacerbates that, that polarization because you go to angry voices on the Internet or angry p- people on message boards who reinforce your anger and make you more of a disciple of disharmony. Well, they can't agree, agree on this uh, woman in Kentucky, Davis, right? Kim Let's Davis. say that you are abs- uh, one is absolutely against same-sex marriage. Just say 150% against it. What would compel people to come out and say, yeah, she should defy you know, the rule of law? I mean, there's certain things that are common sense that aren't common sense anymore. Right. And all of a sudden, that becomes the right-wing mantra. Mm-hmm. I mean, years back, I swear, people wouldn't have you know, supported somebody, even if they agreed with her, like Bundy, or what's that rancher's name, and you know, he was a racist, and, and Davis, and, Bundy. and her 900 husbands and things. I'm just saying that <laughs> it's just... It's, it's got to a level where this right. is red and this is blue right. and, you know, this and, is everything in between is vicious. And conflict, I, I know. you know, as a screenwriter, you know that conflict uh, drives a screenplay. Conflict um, is it drives ratings. I mean, the old who looks at the, you know, the hockey highlights, what do they show? They show the fights. I understand all that, but you can you can debate and you can present conflict in a way that's far more civil, but unfortunately, the uncivility gets the ratings. 
when Donald Trump I, says something outrageous, he dominates the news cycle. Sure. It infects his uh, campaign uh, sure. admirers, and they become disciples of Donald Trump, willing to beat up a Black Lives Matter person. He eggs it on. He said the other day, "Go ahead and beat him up. I'll pay your legal fees." Sure, and and the media does a lot of things. Steny Hoyer, the number two Democratic member in the U.S. House, he and I passed a budget together the first time in the congressional history that we had a bipartisan support of the of the internal funding budget, right? Mm-hmm. First time in history. Right. Nobody carried it, and I walked out to a reporter, and I said, this is so historic, I've got to give Hoyer so much credit. And the reporter looked at me, and he said, Mr. Nay, you know we don't report when the planes land. Yeah, yeah, they want like, the crash. Okay. They want the crash. That's what he said to me. We don't yeah. report when they land. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and look, I don't talk broadly about the media because it's many. The media is many parts, but yes. the let's say the mainstream cable stations have bought into this catnip of Donald Trump. They know it gets the ratings. Fox right. kind of created him as a political entity. Uh, they want his ratings. When he turns against them, they have another story. Then they can get more ratings by talking about the split between Donald Trump and them. It's a never-ending cycle, and so much of it, frankly, is due to runaway capitalism because you make your money off the ratings. We have a two-year political campaign for president because it makes money. It makes money money for everybody, (laughs) including not this radio station because we don't run commercial ads. But you think of the bounce that the Iowa economy gets or that the news media organizations get from political ads. It, it's huge. Yeah, and they take advantage of it and they foster it. And, you yeah. know, uh, yeah. and, and it's just the way it is. And it's it's a money-making enterprise. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way it, it has evolved. Hey, Bob, we got to move. But um, thank you very much. Yes. We'll have a few more thank discussions you. before I leave. And thank you for the kind words. Appreciate it. Yes, Bob sir. Nay, Talk thank Media you. News, talkmedianews.com.